Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Blackcast, your fan podcast for everything PlayStation and trophy hunting related. I am Zach, who gets the plats James. At least that's what they said before I watched Finding Nemo and found out that stingrays do eat clownfish. You'll get it at the end of the episode. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. My life hasn't changed or ruined at all. Uh, but the, the stingray and my clownfish, Dylan Wright, as always, is here with me today. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, I'm a- I, I take full comfort in knowing that if I, would die, if I would die in the ocean, you'd eat me. I wouldn't be in the ocean. You wouldn't be in the ocean like for starters? I mean, okay, okay. What situation, realistically, do you think it would have to take for you to be in the ocean with me? There is no situation. There's no situation. What if, okay, what if you and I are on vacay, uh-huh. and we get swept out to the ocean, uh-huh. and then we're like on a dinghy or something like that? I'm going to drown myself. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I have an extreme fear of the deep ocean. But it's not the deep ocean. It's just it's in a or dinghy. any ocean. Okay. All right. Even the shallow ocean? What about yes. the tide pool at the aquarium? You, you That's fine. It's man-made. Yeah. It's man-made. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can see the bottom. Do you of it. do you freak out when you go in the Ripley's tunnel of the no. Ripley's aquarium? No. Okay. No, because I can see everything. Okay. So it's it's the unknown part it's of the deep. Bathophobia ocean. is what I have. Just I also get diving? creeped out by long dark hallways. Okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So no haunted house. No haunted house. Fine. Okay. Because I'm supposed to be scared when I'm there. It's just like, I don't know, like. I was at my girlfriend's grandparents' house. Sure, sure. And they have a long hallway, and okay. she turned the light off, and I like immediately like fear just like became my body. You just punched a hole in the wall. And no, like, I was the like, light. I was like, ah, ah, and then I ran. <laughs> I hope that's not your defense mechanism. Ah, ah. Uh, uh, uh. uh <laughs> Dylan, I gotta ask you a question. Okay. How's your week been? It's been okay. It's yeah. been a week. Yeah. This has been uh, a long week. Yeah. Same for me. Same for me. It's it's it, ha- it wasn't quite uneventful, but it was just it was busy for me, dude. It was it was busy. Work treating you okay and all that good stuff? Yeah, it works good. 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 It's better than it was the week before. Yeah. I only worked 40 hours instead of 53. Well, so. that's I mean, that's an improvement. Yay. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. It's wild. Sleepy times. <laughs> <laughs> go home and do the sleepy, sleepy times. Go home and do the sleepy times, do and then wake up, times. do the work times, and then come home and do the sleepy times. <laughs> and then, the, then eventually, it's the forever sleepy times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, work was okay for me too as well. Uh, it's just, uh, it's kind of wild, just how many of my students are like sending me emails, and they're like, "I have to get tested mm-hmm. for COVID today." You know, and and then I have to do the mental math. I'm like, when's the last time I saw them? You know, is this before or after? You know, and that kind of thing. Luckily, a a resounding majority of them are testing negative. It's only about, I don't know, I guess maybe about 40% of them uh, are are testing positive for COVID. So that's good at least. But yeah, uh, as you know, I got a 3D printer. And I have been going pretty crazy with the 3D printer. I am. Listen. Listen, I feel like a mad scientist. Someone gave Zach a literal magical goodies creator. <laughs> and now he's making magical goodies. Uh, basically, yeah, I've I've got a bazillion SDL files and I'm putting that thing through the ringer. Um I might just buy another one. <laughs> I might just double my workforce. Yeah, I might double my workforce. I might. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know that I get like really hot and heavy into my hobbies. I get really hot and heavy in my hobbies, Dylan. I'm sorry. I mean, at least you're getting free shit out of it. Once, yeah. I, once I find something, I'm like, Dylan will like this. I'm, I'm... This is going to come in, and this whole office is going to be head-to-toe resin figures. Tiny little resin figures. Well, not just tiny ones. Yeah. <laughs> there will be big ones. Zach's going to make Voltron one inch square at a time. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Voltron. That's a good one. Voltron STL file. <laughs> Thank you for that. Totally would have forgotten about that. Oh, and there is Voltron Files. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm going to make so much weird shit. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I like it, dude. Just, okay, just play with me in this space for a little bit, Dylan. Do you remember the really weird movie Small Soldiers? Yes. Okay. 
And do you remember how they made the small soldiers figures and they, like shot the laser into the mm-hmm. big vat of resin and like it came out and all that good stuff, right? Like as a kid, I was like, oh man, that's the future, baby. That's like that's that's you know, in twenty one hundred twenty x x x. You know, that's I'm not gonna be alive for it, but eventually that'll happen. And now I'm thirty and I'm doing it on my spare kitchen table, like I'm literally. I wonder if there's small soldiers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I can't say anything. I probably would be literally printing every single Pokemon, right? Ever. Well, I'm I am working on a couple Pokemon for our friends and for you. So, you got a favorite, buddy? You got a favorite Pokemon other than uh, Haunter? That's the favorite. Is that the favorite? Okay. I gotta find a. I, I'm trying to find an appropriate. Haunter. I know some people like, uh, you know, those. What are they called? Uh, hard case. Yeah. Card holders. Yeah. Yeah. The sleeves, so yeah. You like the you, know, you put them in penny sleeves and you put them in the hard plastic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know people that would make like uh, stands for those for the three D printer. Okay, they make like nice little like stands and like. Well, maybe I'll do that for you. Make them all. Yeah, Pokemon-y. Yeah. By the way, you can totally That's print out right. a small soldier. Hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Don't print me a Chip Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was weird. Yep. It was also very horny when it shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Just. Just, I, I hate to ruin that if Small Soldiers is something you enjoyed as a child, but go back and watch the part with all the demented Barbie dolls. Yeah, that game, that game's horny, or that that movie's horny. They also yeah. drug his parents. With they the did drug, yeah. Have LPM. Oh my god, they, they shoot it into his, his drinks. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Totally forgot about that. <gasps> the Chip Hazard files no longer available. Well, I guess we're all safe for another day. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. I'm going to make a bunch of things, and eventually I'm going to be like, yeah, soldering. Let's get into that. Yeah, microchips. Let's get into that. And then I'm going to call you one day, and I'm going to be like, Dylan, my toys are alive, Dylan. (laughs) Just just break them. Just break them. But what if they learn? What if they learn to, like, strap half a scissors to them? Then we're all dead. Yeah. And you know me. I get deep and hot and heavy (laughs) into my hobbies, though. I don't know why I decided figure. to solder on an X-Acto knife into his hand, but I did it. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. Sometimes we need people to tell us no. <laughs> we were too busy asking if we should rather than if we could. Jurassic Park. That's two 90s movies yep. in a row that I just referenced there. That's been stuck in the 90s. I, I have been. Quick, name another one. Quick. I want to say the Princess Bride, but I don't think that was nineties. Well, actually, I think mm-hmm. it was nineties, maybe early nineties. I don't know. We're gonna find out here. Maybe late eighties. This is good. Audio no, because French nineteen eighty seven. Okay, but say French Savage was a child. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Is that literally like the first thing you thought of, of like nineties mm-hmm. films? Princess Bride. I mean, yes. that's not a bad choice. Not a bad I was choice. three years off. You're three years off. Not bad. You're close. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would stop. Dylan's just staring at me expectantly with a. Orange juice here. It's not orange juice. It was a smoothie. It was a smoothie. Do you see that Sonic is making uncorked wine smoothies or slushies or whatever? Do you hear about this? That sounds disgusting. Oh no, no. Sonic wine. Un- it's un- it's not non-alcoholic. That sounds even worse. So it's Sonic Sonic uncorked. I think Sonic uncorked slushes. Here we go. You got strawberry frosé, which is an ice slush with strawberries and rosé wine flavor. No. Red berry sangria. Which is with red berry sangria wine flavored strawberries. And peach bellini, which is white wine and sweet peach flavors. As if as if there weren't enough things to kind of perpetuate the the soccer mom stereotype, the the live, laugh, and love mm-hmm. stereotype. Now it's like mommy's gotta go get her <laughs> peach bellini slush at Sonic. Her red berry sangria slushy at Sonic. It's twenty twenty one, y'all. <laughs> It's just out of all places, Sonic. Where where would you go for a wine? Not slushy? Sonic. Not Sonic. Literally anywhere else. Well, maybe not McDonald's. Not fast food. Just not fast food. Yeah. You just wouldn't get a wine slushy at all, or I don't like wine. I mean, I don't either. It's old grape juice. I don't know why wine's kind of overrated, y'all. Just throwing that one out there. Get a gross taste. Don't at me. Or do I don't give a shit. I'll fight you yeah. about wine. Whatever. Although I hear wine made out of oranges is pretty good. How's that wine? It's like the same concept as grape wine, except you just use oranges instead of grapes. Gross. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Let's talk about video games for a little bit. 
<laughs> we, we hit small soldiers Jurassic yep. Park 3D printing and gross wine all in all in the first 10 minutes. I think we're good. I think we're good. Well, Dylan, I do believe it is time for us to talk about that sweet PlayStation news here for September 20th, 2021, one of the possible darkest timelines of our patron saint, Shuhei Yoshida. Mayor Platinum's always been shiny and oh so blessed. How will be his name? And may he not cast us away for making terrible wine slushies. How will be his name? We, we looked in the face of God and we spat. <laughs> How will be his name? How will be his name? There you go. Hallelujah. All right, so according to pushquare.com, Heavy Rain slash Detroit team reportedly making a Star Wars game. Apparently, it's been in development for 18 months. So Quantic Dream, the guys that made Detroit and Heavy Rain, are making a Star Wars game, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of wild, right? I Part of me is super-duper excited because I mm-hmm. think... I Heavy Rain and Detroit both, I've, I've really enjoyed. Even though I never really finished Heavy Rain, I enjoyed my time with it. Detroit, though, mm-hmm. I love me some Detroit. And I think using that kind of storytelling with the Star Wars IP, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you could do. I hope that David Cage is in charge of the script, and then it's a day one purchase for me, because I just want to see how what he does. David Cage Star does Wars. Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> he already like made Goku in his first game, Fahrenheit. Look at the final scene of Fahrenheit, like the final fight later, and then you'd be like, oh, God, that is that is a Goku last fight. Fahrenheit. He literally shoots like an air blast out of his hands at an enemy, and they fall down. <laughs> Wait. And then yeah. Heavy Rain was just... I think Heavy Rain's the most grounded out of the all the games. Are you for real? I mean, I, don't, I could see Detroit happening. But Detroit, at one point, you hold hands with you can. There's an option where you can hold hands with other robots as you sing, as you walk into fire by humans. And I'm like, that's a little wacky. You don't okay. You don't think that we could be po- like po- potentially capable of making AI, and then it eventually just develops sentience and then goes and walks in, into a line of fire as a sign of protest. <laughs> I think that's very dumb and illogical. You think it's dumb and illogical? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Also, you, you there's one option where you just nuke the city. That's also fair. That's a little extreme. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't... Okay, but... You can't have a good story, though, if it's all logical. Yeah, I know, but just saying Heavy Rain's the most grounded, and here's my support for reason why <laughs> the other ones aren't. That's, that's fair. I, uh... I th- I feel like this would do well, maybe without Jedi. I think I think if you did a like a bounty hunter type story, or like a rebel type story, something something where you can be morally. Well, I mean, you could do a morally gray Jedi story, but I I think this would be- benefit more from someone that's like. I don't know. They're in the outer rim. Mm-hmm. They're like uh they're a washed up bounty hunter or washed up spy smuggler or something like that and then they're given choices to like maybe help the empire, maybe help the rebels or first order whenever this takes place. I don't you know, whatever. Um I think I think a morally gray character would be great to work with or morally gray characters depending on how you do it. But so if David Cage wrote this, it'd be a day one buy for you. Oh yeah. For real. Probably. Probably okay. It was, it was like unless it's like a hundred dollars, but sure, sure, okay. Yeah, I because it's just like I can't. You, yeah, Star Wars to me was already kind of wild and dumb. David <laughs> Cage, mm, certified wild and dumb. So, so let him. The more wild, the more dumb. Why did he's just gonna make the most mundane Star Wars story of all time? You think he's gonna make the most mundane he's one? Like, call all we're here on planet. <laughs> just make up a planet. Oh, here's where the Jedi are. Oh, they're gonna have tea. <laughs> that's it that's the whole game thanks for playing it's actually a tech demo like <laughs> Kara was I I don't know I think you're kind of it's not saying it's out of the realm of possibility <laughs> but I think I also think you're kind of underestimating the idea I don't know the way the way yeah. to subvert expectations is to make the most mundane Just thing really possible. ridiculous yes. okay sure sure all right we will now spend 16 hours watching yoda do his daily tasks on, on, <laughs> on dagobah <laughs> must sleep sweep the snakes away i must <laughs> stick this is for walking at you <laughs> oh shit all right moving on 
So according to pushware.com, God of War's Norse story won't be a trilogy because the games take too long to make. Corey Barlog doesn't want to draw the story out. Um, so, yeah, th- there's an interview here on YouTube, right? And they're talking to um, Corey Barlog, and uh, he says, quote, I think one of the most important reasons is the, f- uh, or rather, you know, why there won't be a trilogy. Quote, I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to throw it out that it takes it close to a similar time. Then if you think of a third one in that same time frame, we're talking about a span of close mm-hmm. to 15 years of a single story, and I feel like that's just too stretched out. So what do you think, Dylan? Do you think 15 years would be too long to tell? 100% too long. Really? I mean, to tell an overarching story like that in a trilogy? Yeah. Um because you have to think, like, you know, even if God of War comes out, Ragnarok comes out in 2022. Okay. Like it's supposed to. Sure. God of War came out in 2018. Yeah. In March. So that's a long time between games. It's not Kingdom Hearts 3 long. It's not Duke Nukem Forever long. It's sure. not Psychonauts 2 long. Sure. But as someone who waited 16 years to play a sequel... Uh, the story, as much as I enjoyed the story, did not live up to 16 years of hype. I don't think that's the issue, is people who wait that long expect some sort of, like, grand, like, oh my god, I can't believe this this story is so amazing kind of story. Sure. You're setting yourself up for fail by expectation and, um, and delaying the, the satisfaction of the ending. No, I, I can see that. I can, I can definitely see that. I... I mean, ask a Hunter Hunter fan how they're feeling right now. Oof. It's been like two years since there was a chapter. That's fair. No, yeah. that's a hundred percent fair. Uh, you know, because as a Star Wars fan, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. You know, we we even even for a shorter amount of time, like three to four years, uh, there's the danger of overhyping. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, I, between episode, between um, Empire Strikes Back, not Empire Strikes Back, uh, Return of the Jedi. And episode one was like, what, 16, 18 years? Something, something like, that? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, look how hyped that got and look how much of a disappointment people were with that. I mean, fair, yeah. fair. But, you know, I get you. I get you. So, yeah, I I, I I see your point and I think I agree. I, I can still be patient mm-hmm. and I guess that's why... I'm okay with a trilogy being over the span of 15 years, but at the same time, I can I can completely understand mm-hmm. why folks might like lose interest, or it might be overhyped, mm-hmm. or I, I can definitely see those problems. We also have to think that saying you can say that now, and we still have just one game out. So even if the next sure. game came out next year, we've already waited four years for this game. Are we gonna really gonna wait another four or five years for another game just to hear the end of the story? Mm. Like. I mean, I would. I mean, I would, but like at the same time, I'd be like, I, I kind of forget. Like, I have to struggle to think what happened in God of War 2018. And I'm definitely going to have to watch a recap video of everything Yeah. before I play the sequel. Because I'm like, oh, well, what tiny piece of dialogue was said <laughs> in like the first half hour of the game that's going to come back and be a huge plot point in the sequel? I think it was pretty straightforward. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, he fought Balder, killed Balder, made Balder's mom mad. Thor showed up. Yep. Essentially. There's some other stuff in there. I mean, no, I'm not saying that's all there was, but yeah. I, okay. I get you. I get you. All right. So then after that, we've got, according to pushcore.com, PS Store sales charts. Ghost of Tsushima directors cut sales well, even without PS5 upgrades. So I was I was legitimately surprised by this news. Um, just because you and I both were, we were okay with the Ghost of Tsushima DLC, Mm -hmm. and I think you and I both were even okay with the DLC costing money. I think it was just the, uh, the sheer amount and the fact that you had to pay for so much Mm -hmm. to upgrade from PS4 to PS4. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. So, you know, there, there's looking, looking at the, like, it it talks about this, right? Um, you know, there's Spider-Man Miles Morales and Hades and, and these games that give you the free PS5 upgrade. And Ghost of Tsushima is a little bit older than both of those games, um, at least on PlayStation. I know Hades mm-hmm. might be around that same time uh, for Switch and PC. But yeah, I um I bought the I bought the upgraded director's cut, and it was twenty bucks, thirty bucks, something like that. Um, I didn't buy the the PS4 to PS5 upgrade. That's right, I bought it for twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and now if I want to upgrade it to PS5, it's ten dollars. That's what it was. 
And I'll be honest, I think it was worth the $20 because there was a lot mm-hmm. to the Island of Iki and the story was pretty good, uh, in my opinion. It wasn't like mind-blowingly fantastic, but it still it expanded on a lot of things. There was a lot of cool like mythic side stories and things like that, a lot of cool locations and locales. And um, I love the fact that you can just take your horse and just charge into people and straight up kill them now. And, Hell yeah. Uh, it's, oh yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, you can put dragon armor on your horse, and it just looks like you're riding a big metal dragon just charging into Mongols. So, I mean, it's it's dope as hell. Um, but I will say that I think the overall reception to it has been pretty bad. Or the model, I should mm-hmm. say. The the model of, of doing this was, was pretty bad. But what do you think, Dylan? I mean, if, if it gives them money mm. to make more, you know, DLC, to make more content, should... You know, developers should should studios charge something like this, or should we wait longer for less for free? I have no issues paying like premium price for DLC. Okay, like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. Sure, that doesn't bother me. The with every other game being a free upgrade between PS4, PS5. You know, you have to have the disc. Okay, whatever. Sure. There's various levels. There's free upgrade, digital purchase. Yeah. There's free upgrade with disc, and then there's, like, paid upgrades. With every other game being free mm-hmm. upgrades mm-hmm. and this not being a free upgrade, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing as the first games in the PS3 era that had online access codes that you had to pay, like, additional $10 right. you bought it used. right. That didn't work because people hated it. This is not going to work because people are going to hate it. Hmm. I think it'll be around for like this year and maybe next year, and then by the end of the, by the end of this system's life cycle, it'll be gone. I can see that. Yeah, I can. I can totally see that. Well, I mean, in a few years, it'll be gone because nobody will be making PS4 games. But still, that's that's also fair, actually. Yeah, yeah. no, that's hundred percent. But fair. it just why did why is their game mm-hmm. worth the ten dollar upgrade? But everyone else's games mm. aren't. Miles, you got a good point there. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Is it because it's point. a Sony first party game? But the Nathan Drake collection and the Lost Legacy, from what I read, is not going to be a paid upgrade. It's going to be free upgrade. Yeah. If you have them. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Sony first party yeah. games that are doing the free PS4 yeah. upgrade. Um, I think Horizon Zero Dawn did it, didn't mm-hmm. it? Or wait, no, I'm thinking of something else. Well, Miles Morales was. Miles a Morales upgrade. did it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's there's examples. I just can't pull them off. Well, top and of my head then right Spider-Man now. being Spider-Man PS5 being locked b- behind the Ultimate Edition of yeah. Miles is kind of the same, but that's different because you're getting another game on sure. top of it. Sure. And then hopefully soon they'll release that standalone. Well, let's see here. I'm just looking through the list. Um, you know, Bug Snacks was a free upgrade. Uh, Crash Four was a free upgrade. Let's see here. And I'm just, I'm kind of cherry picking. These aren't all the things. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hades. That one's frustrating because you have to buy the disc. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I don't think about that because I normally mm-hmm. buy the disc anyway. Uh, let's see here. Maneater. Avengers. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot out there. Neo 2. Hmm. <laughs> Oddworld Soul- Soulstorm. So, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not uncommon at this point really i don't know man you've, i mean i think you got a good point i think you've got a good point I, I think this model will continue just for a little while longer and then people are going to get pissed about it mm-hmm. like they always do about everything because the internet yep because the internet because the internet is that this episode's title because yep. the internet. no we could do better <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry dylan's looking at his watch he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here no <laughs> Oh, it's your phone beep or your phone? My Jesus wrist beep. Is your wrist beep? Is it Zordon? Yep, I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> what I make up for in lack of Dylan, teenager, you I forgot to pay the insurance sex. for the Megazord. Oh, they're gonna repo it quick. Oh, do I have to pay five? Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> do I pay five? <laughs> do I pay five insurances or one insurance? Oh my god! Can you imagine like doing taxes or insurance for the Power Rangers? So let's see here. You're you are claiming Kimberly, for you ins- used the company credit card to buy Starbucks. That yeah. is not a approved purchase. That is not an approved purchase, Kimberly. Well, you want me? You want? Do you want the teen? You want the teenager or the attitude? God, please, Kimberly, not again. Yeah, Kimberly, not again. <laughs> I didn't ask to be like this, Zordon. <laughs> 
And I get a call. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Zordon. This is the IRS. It yeah. says here you've got six dependents. Yeah. Is that correct? <laughs> I'm ahead in a tube. I'm ahead in a tube. And it should be seven because Alpha can't yeah. do shit for himself. Yeah. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> Power Ranger Taxes. See, I told you we could yeah. do better. It's Power Ranger Taxes. Power Ranger Taxes. It's the name of this episode. Well, Dylan. It's time for us to get serious. Oh. It's time for us to be very fancy. Oh. There's no talk of Power Ranger taxes. Okay. okay. Not not in here. Okay. The the only the only taxes are for the poor. Because oh. we are fancy. We're gonna act rich oh, for fancy, ten boys. for ten seconds. Oh. 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 We're gonna, gonna have our mother of pearl spoons and our caviar. And there it goes. And we're done. We're done acting fancy. But it is time for this, this week. week. In PlayStation. 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 All right, bud. Uh, I've got one that is uh, close for both you and I. I'm going to go with the developers first, because if I do the publishers, this is going to give it away very quickly. Okay. And the, the release dates are like all over the place here. It said on one page, September 28th in 2015. Yeah. And then we've got this that says August 28th, 2015. So, I, you know, we're gonna, just going to talk about it anyway, okay? But it's developed by Avalanche Software and Heavy Iron Studios. Is this Mad Max? It's not Mad Max. Oh. Uh-oh. I haven't played Mad Max ever, ever, yeah. since, ever since your horror story with all the trophies. Boy. Yeah, boy, that's right. This is an action-adventure sandbox video game. Is this a just cause? Not quite. This one, let's see here. Developed by Avalanche Software with the additional help from Ninja Theory, Studio Gobo, Sumo Digital, and United Front Games. Hmm. Avalanche and Ninja Theory. Oh, sorry. Here, Here's the right dates. September 23rd, 2014. I was looking at the upgraded version. September 23rd, 2014. Hmm. Uh, let's see if we can get a small sentence here that won't kind of a hand. Featuring original story material by Brian Michael Bendis, Blank includes three plots and includes characters from both Blank and Blank properties. The main campaign is divided into three stories. The first storyline follows the Blank as they prevent Blank from rebuilding the Casket of Ancient Winters. The second storyline centers on Blank and features him. Blank and blank and blankety blank, teaming up with blank and being tasked with the objective to stop a symbiote invasion. The third and final storyline concentrates on blank and a plot heavily inspired by the movie with the same name, where the blank must protect nowhere from blank. Is this Guardians of the Galaxy? It's no, not Guardians of the Galaxy. But you're on the right track. It's some sort of Marvel game, mm, kinda. It's got a, it's got peripherals that you would use. Is some sort of VR game? It's not a VR game. Zach, I'm confused. <laughs> it's something that you and Joe and I all kind of got into for a short while. Oh, this is Disney Infinity. There we are. It was developed by Avalanche? Yeah, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Disney wow. Infinity. So Disney Infinity 2.0 came out oh. on the date I was looking at, but then I had the page up for 3.0, which was the Star Wars focused one. Yeah, Disney Infinity came out on uh, September 25th? 23rd, my bad. September 23rd, 2014. Uh, hmm. This week in PlayStation history. Toys to Life, Dylan. Yeah. I feel like that's something... I, I honestly didn't expect it to die out as quickly as it did. I honestly expected it to be something that I was going to keep having to roll my eyes at for quite a while, and then eventually buy when they were on sale, because some of the figures looked pretty mm -hmm. dope. And uh, I, I, I'll say it. I was legitimately surprised that the plug was pulled on mm -hmm. Disney Infinity and Skylanders and uh, the Lego Dimension 1 and all those so quickly. It literally was like a domino effect. As soon as Disney Infinity shut down its servers and quit making the game, mm -hmm. literally Lego went down and then Skylanders went down and now Nintendo just makes like three Amiibo a year. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they're finishing up the Brawl line and they're like, maybe we can do like another one or two this year. Yeah. It's because they were too expensive for what they were. I th well, for the Amiibo, I'll agree. Because the Amiibo, they just they unlocked don't really things. do anything. It was just physical DLC. 
The only thing Amiibo had over the other two was the fact that Amiibos could be used in multiple games. Sure. And, and I'll 100% uh, agree with that. But with Disney Infinity, I liked using the Disney Infinity figures because you get to play as the characters. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what I wanted to do. And and they had the, the specs of the Amiibo in regards to, like, you know, how you could upgrade mm-hmm. your Amiibo and be an Amiibo fighter. You could do that in Disney Infinity. Your Infinity figure had the upgrades mm-hmm. built into the figure in the little chip. I just, um, and, and it was such a good concept for me. I thought it was really dope because, I mean, it inspired kids to, mm-hmm. to go get toys and to play and, you know, play with the figures and then go home and play the video game and that kind of stuff. And that was the kind of stuff I would do. I would, when I was a kid, you know, I would go outside and play with action figures or whatever and have like these crazy infinite possibility stories, you know, where, where properties were crossing over. I had like Power Rangers fighting Star Wars stormtroopers and, you know, Spider-Man swinging in to save... What other kind of figures do I have? Street sharks and shit mm-hmm. like that, you know. I did a lot of those kind of things. And I like the fact that it was a sandbox game where you had the ability just to make your own little world, you know. I was like, I was combining Big Hero 6 stuff with Gravity Falls stuff with Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff. And just like, it was just fun just to see it all popped around and, and hanging out and everything. So I just, I, I'm really surprised, I guess, that it just fizzled out. And quickly on top yeah. of that, I I'm surprised there wasn't like a, a last hurrah or a big last push or some big last uh, set of figures. I think it was just it was there was too much. In the, it was oversaturation of the market. That's that's too possible. Fast, yeah, that's possible because Disney Infinity did flood everything. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of properties. If we look at if we look at 3.0, right? This is just on 3.0. The number of figures we have. You've got Anakin Skywalker, Sokotano, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, Luke, Leia, Boba Fett, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Finn, Rey, Poe Dameron, Kyle, Ren, Ezra, Kanan, Sabine, and Zeb. And then when you get to the non-Star Wars stuff, you have joy, anger, sadness, disgust, and fear from inside out. Hulkbuster, Iron Man, Ultron, Black Suit, Spider-Man, Captain America, First Avenger version, Ant-Man, Vision, Black Panther, Nemo, Dory, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Sam Flynn, and Quora from Tron, Mulan, Olaf, Spot, Judy Hopps, and Nick Wilde from Zootopia, Baloo from Jungle Book, which always kind of threw me for a loop there, and then Alice, Matt Hatter, and Time for Alice the Looking Glass. Yeah. I mean, that is, and that's all, mm-hmm. that's from August 30th to uh, 2015 to May of 2016. Yep. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot, and that's not including the, the 2.0 mm-hmm. figures, which are, I mean, just as many, but with yep. Avengers characters, mm-hmm. you know? Which started, I mean, they launched in 2014, of September 23rd, and they had the whole first line of characters uh, by February of 2015. Yep. Not even a full year. Mm-hmm. Barely six months. And each one of those was like $10? Thereabouts, yeah. Thereabouts. And yeah, and like you said, I mean, there's all these characters from Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man and Avengers. There's like, each set of those is like six characters. Mm-hmm. It's It's wild. So I get it. Oversaturation probably did play a big part in it, but I don't know, man. I just think there was there was a lot there, and I feel like the companies kind of gave up on it too quickly. I don't know, but you could be right. I think maybe oversaturation oversaturation kind of caused everyone to get disenfranchised with the idea mm-hmm. just really quick because I did find myself rolling my eyes a lot when I saw like ten Loki figures or something like mm-hmm. that at a Toys R Us or um, you know the five Elsas at Walmart or something like that. And I'm sure the people working at those stores probably mm-hmm. hated the damn things too, because they probably had parents and kids and all that stuff running in there and, and screaming why there wasn't any, you know, black suit Spider-Mans mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so I, I, I can see the flaws, but I just, I see, I want to see the potential in, in everything, right? Even the stuff that's failed. And I, I see a lot of potential in good in this system of play in this system of collecting, Right, and um, I just wish it had been executed a little bit better. I mean, in all regards, not just for Disney Infinity, but definitely for Amiibo. Yeah. I mean, God. One of these days, we're going to have to get Joe to come in here and talk about that horror. Were you with us that day when we got all those, or we tried to pre-order all those Amiibos at GameStop? I, I had my issues with the Amiibos, which is why I stopped collecting them. Right, but I can't remember. Were you in the I store with not. us that day? Because I, I thought... I thought you had gotten ahead of us, and you got your pre-order, pre-orders in. And then I didn't Joe pre-order I, any. Did I, you not? I barely pre-ordered any of us. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Never mind then. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. If anything else, I think this proves that there is a demand for high-quality mm-hmm. Nintendo figures, high-quality 
you know, Star Wars and things like that with some kind of interactive element mm-hmm. to it. And I think, I think, give it another decade or two, I think there might be a resurgence of this. Maybe. Maybe. I, th- I think I think give people some time to get over it, and people will find nostalgia for it. Well, I mean, what was that game that came out that was uh, like spaceships, and you could? Oh yeah, the Star Starlink. Starlink, yeah. I mean, that had that the reason people wanted the Switch version so bad was because Star it Fox. came with that cool ass R wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then even I bought the, like, I bought it physical for like. 30 bucks like two weeks after it came out yeah and it came you know they came with the starting ship and then i was like well i need like one of the trophies required me to use something and i could not yeah use it with my um i couldn't do it with my one ship so i had to go buy a ship and it was like it was like maybe a month of the game had come out and everything was already like 75 percent off because nobody was buying it that's fair and then when i like beat it and i was like okay well there's no there's no dlc coming out for this there's nothing this sure. game is basically done i took it to my like i took it to a uh, local store to sell they tried to sell it at full retail price with everything mm-hmm. and that store went out of business and it was still there on like the last day because <laughs> nobody was gonna buy it you're talking about g2k yeah oh man rest in peace g2k yeah. uh-uh-uh. you were our last resort almost always <laughs> not as bad as gamestop though anyway that's all i wanted to talk about was just uh Reminiscent about a weird franchise or a weird way of playing video games that I still I still have a little bit of a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. I think just because of the collecting and the figures. I, th- I think there's still something there. Who knows, though? Well, Dylan, bud, I think you know what I'm going to ask you. It's no brand deal time. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask it like that, but yeah. <laughs> well, here, I'll do it for you. <clears throat> Dylan, is it no brand deal time? Yes, it's no brand deal time. <laughs> okay, I don't know the price of this because it's on my phone and I already own it, so I don't I can't tell you the price. That's fine. Go for it. Um it is it now has a free PS5 upgrade. Okay. This game came out on PS4 uh well the PS5 version came out this year in June, June twenty-fourth, two thousand twenty-one. Okay. It's a PS5 upgrade of a game that we've both played. Okay. I think we both only played it once. Okay, so Because we didn't like it or just because it so was a lot? we've only played it once. Okay. Name of game here is a hilarious, lighthearted physics platformer set in a world of floating dreamscapes. Each dream level provides a new environment to navigate, from mansions, castles, and Aztec adventures to snowy mountains, eerie nightscapes, and industrial locations. Multiple routes throughout each level are perfectly playful puzzles ensure exploration and ingenuity as re- are rewarded. <sighs> If you say the developer, is it going to give it away? Uh, probably not. Where's the developer? Uh, no breaks. No breaks. Games. Dreams. Dream worlds. Platformer. With the PS5 upgrade. Physics-based platformer. PS5. Physics-based platformer. Goofy. Goofy physics-based platformer. What am I missing here? One more hint. Uh, we played it on a live stream. Oh, is it, um, um, shoot, uh, I, I'm literally like, my brain's like Fall Guys, Gang Beasts, it's, um, um, Human Fall Flat. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's got a PS5 upgrade? Yeah, they that's also dope. added a shit ton more at levels, too. Of course they did. <laughs> I actually liked that game, I just, I got frustrated on that one damn castle level that we were on at the very end of that live stream. Yep. I remember that. Humans fall flat. Well, did you want to talk about that game in particular, or did you just want to remind me of just want to remind the, the frustration? The frustration. <laughs> it's a good game. It, it really is. Um, I like games that, that let you just goof off mm-hmm. and, and play with physics, because I think that's a lot of fun. But I will say, like, there are some points where it's too much. Like, Jesus Christ, Goat Simulator. Mm-hmm. It The novelty of that wore off so fast for me, because... It's just like, oh, look, it's it's, it's goofy things. Mm-hmm. It's goofy time. And I think what was better about Human Fall Flat was that there was like a a goal built in. You know, there was there was something to look, maybe not forward to, but look for, uh, you know, in, in the game. I don't know, man. There was, there was something about it that just made it a little bit better mm-hmm. than, than some of the other physics-based games. Um Tricky Towers is another good one. I like Tricky Towers physics based. I suck at it. Yeah. 
I think you and Joe and I played that once, and you and Joe both just leveled me into the ground with that. I played it against Cody, and I sucked again. I think I just suck at physics. <laughs> you just wait. I'm going to go back and take some physics mm-hmm. classes, and then I'll be I'll be better at Human Fall Flat. And he'll tempers. be the he'll this oh, that's the last Infinity Stone. Is that the the physics stone? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that how college degrees work? I put them into a gauntlet, and yeah, then I'm like, I have everything I need. I right have here. a PhD now. I have a oh no. <laughs> You made PhDs sound cool. <laughs> Still not getting mine. Don't look at me. Well, Dylan, as usual, we're here at our last segment. Our best for last, I would argue, because it lets us just unwind and, and talk about the, the doofy challenges that we present ourselves with uh, every week here. Uh, people try to stop us. They're like, they're like, man, you should quit doing that segment. Sometimes they throw a brick through my window, you know. I have to call the police, and the police are like, "Sir, this is a Wendy's." Yeah. I get really confused sometimes. <laughs> trying to murder those kids. Anyway, I believe it is time for our three, two, one trophy, trophy of, of the week. week. So, Dylan, I believe it's your turn. Yeah. So it's been a bit. It's been a hot minute. Um, because we took off from last week, is yeah, where we just talked about like everything from that uh showcase. Yeah, then we had to speed through this one. We have to speed through this one. We have to speed through uh, trophies because I gotta go to work. Oh, okay, go for it then. Uh, let's see, what is it called? It's um ah, trophy is called Cunning Brain Smash. It is where you defeat three enemies at the same time with Brain Crush and Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, it's probably um, it's probably the hardest trophy in the game because it's you have to. It is not something that you're gonna do naturally. Sure. Um. So basically, to, uh, there's two health bars on an enemy. There's their health bar, and then there's their brain gauge. Yeah. And if you knock their brain gauge down before their health goes down, you're able to do like a, a finishing move called a brain crush, and you basically crush their sure. brain. And but to have the state is like maybe ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. So to get three of them lined up is not easily possible like i've never been able to do it the most i've been able to do it naturally is two at a time okay never been able to get three so i had to go online and look okay where am i going to be able to do this yeah and i had to go and i probably spent about 20 minutes setting this up because i had to be facing the right way yeah had to have all three of their brains exposed which is they look like light bulbs and they have like l2 icons over them yeah so i had to make sure that all three were there in my viewpoint and then i did it and then i had to make sure all three bodies went up and then they died, but it took me like 20 minutes just to set that up, just to do it really? one time, yeah. Wow. Because I would do it, and an enemy would move at the last second and not get hit by a, a um, guaranteed knock all their brain sure, thing down, sure. and I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and so, I'd, I mean, I did this like, t- probably, I had kept running back and forth in this hallway to make enemies respawn, probably... 15 times i probably really? fucked this up like 15 times because it's so finicky and then i did it and i was like thank god i only have to do that once because like that, that i hate those wild. kinds of trophies yeah. that that don't like lean into how you would naturally play the game well okay i'll say this there, there are some that are fun because you're like you're playing around with the mm-hmm. the capabilities of the game which are are like cool little experiments mm-hmm. and and like oh look this is the 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 extent that our game can do but things that just like are not not within normal gameplay mm-hmm. and that are not like a showcase of the ability of the game, those are just the, like the yeah. worst. Those are like the most annoying trophies in my opinion. Like I got the trophy for killing 1,000 enemies before I got the trophy for killing three of them at the same time using <laughs> Brain Crush. <laughs> so that, yeah. So, that tells you something. Yeah. yeah that really does but, tell you something. Um, Since I brought up Scarlet Nexus, I've gotten yeah. back into it. I beat the first character story yesterday, yeah. the day before yesterday. It is. It's still pretty good. Um, the it definitely goes whole like, you know, anime JRPG trope of like, oh, first first mission, save a cat, end end of the game, kill, kill God. God, yeah. And there's no God killing, but it's just as weird. It's just like, can that be one of our first shirts? When yeah. We finally do make t-shirts. Yeah. Save cats, kill God. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I've I've completely finished like one character's complete like story. So yeah. Now, um, the second character story is vastly different after a certain point. Mm-hmm. So like I hit 
chapter three, I think, is when they separate. So anything before chapter three, I'd already seen yeah. just from a different perspective. I didn't really care about. So I was like skipping those scenes. So I'm like halfway. No, probably I'm four elevenths the way through their story. The second player's story. Four elevenths. Yeah. Okay. Because I think there's 11 phases. I'm on phase four. Okay. Um, It's more of the same. The characters fighting styles very differently. Sure. Like they fight differently. Um, I'm glad that what there's a new game plus and you bring over your character's level and all the items you oh, have and all good. the money yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's a breeze. So like I'm going in fighting level three monsters with a level 61 character. So nice. nice. And I think I have to get to level 80 before I can actually get the platinum because I have to unlock everything on the brain map and the brain map is basically where your upgrades are. So like mm-hmm. every time you level up, you gain like, say you gain like three brain points and you get to put them into things and you can unlock new abilities um kasane plays very differently very very differently from yuto yuto was like he had a sword so he was very close up on the enemies yeah. and like could you know hit hit a lot of do a lot of hits to one enemy sure kasane uses like these metal like psychic controlled like cranes or like metal like blades that yeah. fly around her and so she's a much more ranged character and i get used to the the distance because I've just spent 30 hours playing a character that has to be <laughs> right up in your face and now I'm playing a character right. that could probably you know kill you from halfway across the map so I have to get used to the the range and so that's been fun uh it's the story is just wacky I'm I'm, I'm finally getting the other side of the story and like the story involves time travel and all is this it, stuff is it like anime wacky or is it's it just like wacky. okay so it's not yeah. like a, it's not like a bad story no. in general it's just it's just like typical yeah. for an anime. Okay, I gotcha. But yeah, so now I'm just kind of like plowing through the beginning of the story. Sure. Like I'm not even doing. I I still have to do like eight side quests, and I'll unlock a trophy, and I won't have to do any more side quests. Um, the hardest one I think is gonna be for me is having my having to revive my own allies mm-hmm. because um, they just won't die. They won't. They keep oh. healing themselves. Look when they get so low, and there's no way to like. And force I'm like, them into, please just die. Is there no just, way to force them into a situation? Or no. Are they no? Not really. I mean, I've I had one character die because they just got ganged up on, mm-hmm. um, but another character healed them before I could, and I was like, well, okay. But I, I managed to heal one ally. Okay, good, good. And I was like, cool. I'll do that four more times. So that's pain in the ass, but whatever. Um, that's wild. Yeah. So I mean, I'm still playing that. I'll finish that up soon. I hope. But to finished games that i've played i got the platinum and psychonauts 2 yeah um that that game is the platinum trophy for me it's one of my it's one of my favorite ps4 games which is great because i was afraid you know 16 years after the original it would be just wouldn't wouldn't live up to the hype wouldn't live up to the hype it does um good it's funny is because the game takes place you know how like the uh incredibles 2 takes place literally moments after the end of incredibles oh 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's is that what this it's does? It's literally like the next day. That's, yeah, good. It's very fun. And they make a lot of jokes saying like, hey, yeah. it feels like it's been years since I've seen you. And like, Raz, you saw me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and so they do like jokes like that. Good, um, good. It's, it still keeps the spirit of the original game um, for better or for worse. Like the, like I said the last time sure. we talked about it, you know, it's slippery, it's stiff. It feels like a PS2 platformer, which is what I wanted out of it. So. Sure, sure. Figments can eat my ass though what was there's something they're hard to find what was the best and worst trophies um some of the worst trophies for like i said the collecting all the uh figments of the imagination yeah. there's 1300 in the game wow and you know sometimes there's one level where everything is psychedelic colors and yeah. your fi- your filaments or figments are normally like neon colored mm-hmm. and of course there was that one that was stuck inside of an object oh that's yeah, yeah you know, that i couldn't get that. to yeah, yeah, yeah. that i didn't even notice but it's just a small jank. I mean, playing through the game is still fun. Like yeah. unlocking the new abilities and then, you know, ranking your psi ranking up to be the best psychonaut that you can be. It's it's still fun. One question I've got is, does someone have to play the first one to play this? There one? is a small recap in the beginning okay. that will recap the story. Okay. Um, like I haven't played Rhombus of Ruin. Oh, which the is VR the, game. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the connecting tissue between these two. Um. But they make it pretty easy to understand. Okay. You should play the first one though. It's No, incredible. yeah. I plan to before yeah. I play the second one. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because it's digital only right now for yeah. the PlayStation. I'm gonna wait till it goes a little bit cheaper before I jump in. But I'm definitely yeah. before I do that, I'm gonna play the first one. So cool. That gets a platinum for me. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Then I played Mr. Massagi <laughs> because I wanted something short after playing that. <laughs> sure, sure. I um 
Gotta have and some fun. And I was fun. like, well, I just, I, I've already bought Mayo 1 and Mayo 2, so I might as well get the, the trilogy out. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's, Holy it's, Trinity. It's just it's just goofy. It's just, you know, dating a man jar and all this stuff. is. It's just a wild ride. The, the anime tropes. The, yeah. da- the dating the anime tropes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the... The really weird one was with the alien that wanted to mm-hmm. breed with you immediately. That was wild. Um, what do you think about the whole? This isn't really spoiling anything. Cause it's a super short game. But what do you think about the whole like dating the game at the end of it? Like I, I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty meta. Yeah, um, and then you get a massage from the game, yeah. which is funny. Um, I, don't, I mean, it's just like a cheap, like sure. fun little time. Probably takes you like an, at most an hour to get the platinum. Yeah. I'd probably give it like a silver. It's still it's still fun. It made me laugh a couple times. Um, yeah, for me too. Some yeah. of the, if you're not if you're not playing with a guide, some of the routes are a little weird. But yeah, I give you that. It's still an enjoyable time. Good, good. And then I played Snakey Bus. Did you now, boy? So- Snakey Bus <laughs> can sometimes be a real bitch. <laughs> I thought it was really fun, but what, what was what was bitchy about it for you? It's the I was on the Paris level trying to get to four hundred and twenty cars. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I yeah, think yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. like four hundred and eighteen once, and then like I hit my own because I was riding along the edge sure. of my own snake, and then I guess I hit something in the road or like there was a pop up, and my car went went flying through the air and then just landed like this yeah like just with its head down and i couldn't move and then it just the game over for me and i was like cool that was fun <laughs> so and then i found out oh you just go to museum and then you just make a big yeah. loops and then i got Sleep the over platinum and over, yep. and over again yeah i had the platinum it's it's kind of a fun time sure um the there's a lot of jank in snakey bus it's still a fun concept yeah it was still fun like to do like i was listening to like a pot or i was watching a live stream while i did it so yeah. I, was, I was able to finish it before the live stream was over and i was like cool this is fun um i hate the fact they don't tell you that endless mode does not count towards the cars oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i wasted time in endless mode i get that i was like cool that was like six minutes i'm not gonna get back but all right <laughs> thanks Nick. Um, it's okay it, trying to figure out which damn building to unlock paris at night was was a little annoying because you had to like go oh, into yeah. the building, hop into that like yeah. the squared off little secret area. No, I agree. I agree. That's a pain in the ass because yeah. the controls are janky as all hell. Yeah, I still think it's fun. It's still fun. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun and it serves its purpose as again like a fun physics mm-hmm. exploration. I think I got it for like six dollars, so I wasn't too bad about it. Yeah. Um. That being said, though, like what you see on the tin is what you get. Like it's just yep. it's just snake, but with a bus. Yeah. Um, some goofy chill yeah. music and i do like the, the selections of buses mm-hmm. the the chinese dragon and the psychedelic bus and all that stuff i think those are really cool skins i would say this is probably like i would i could see this being like a five dollar ipad game yeah and so for it being like 20 bucks or whatever normally is a little high sure um and like it doesn't really do much more than what it's it says which i guess is you know, you get what you're paying yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, So I'm going to give it, like, a bronze just because, like, it's still fun, but, like, that fun after, like, 40 minutes was kind of... It fades away quickly. It fades away. I get you. I get you. And that's really all I've played the last couple weeks. That's all right, though. I mean, that's a lot, especially with Psychonauts yeah. 2. That's a lot, so... Maybe maybe one of these days we can do a special episode on Psychonauts yeah. 2. All right, well, for me, uh, I like I said, I played the Ghost of Tsushima DLC... I thought that was a lot of fun. the The story of Iki Island is is fantastic. You have uh, you have monkey shrines, cat shrines, and deer shrines that Ooh. you can visit, and you can pet all the the deers, the monkeys, and the cats. Um, it has a cool little mini game where you tilt the controller to play the the shakuhachi flute. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this game is it, it, it's interesting because having having not touched Ghost of Tsushima, I haven't played Legends uh mm-hmm. mode the multiplayer mode because you know we we do this podcast and so I'm kind of mm-hmm. busy uh for what gaming time I do have having not touched this game since we platinumed it and coming back to it it was like revisiting like my old neighborhood or something like that and then going to Iki Island and listening to Jin Sakai talk about his family and talk about the problems that he had and then the the good moments too like the the small little sweet memories he had despite like all the bitter you know memories attached to his his family it was really really interesting for me i I really enjoyed that journey and um there's some like there's some fun new characters they're not as memorable as as the old uh, the old Mm -hmm. side characters they're nowhere near as fun um they're they're everyone's really aggressive to you on iki island because this isn't a spoiler because it's one of the big things that you know pushes the story forward 
But your dad apparently was called the Butcher of Iki because he mm. sent a bunch of samurai over to Iki Island and um, tried to subjugate the people. And uh, they managed to catch him off guard and kill him. Uh, and so there's a big distaste for samurai, mm. and there's a, an especially sour distaste for the mm-hmm. Sakai family. Uh, so you hide your identity pretty much the entire time you're there. It's it's the story is not strong in regards to the the villain, the hawk. She is okay, but it's strong in regards to Jin's struggles, and that's that's what I liked about it. The game is still gorgeous. the 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 combat is great. There are new mythic tales for you to tackle, and I love. There's one where you tackle. Um, I think his name was like Black Hand Ken or Kenta or something like that. I forget his name off the top of my head. But he was like this crazy, like pirate marauder guy that had a pet monkey and just like would would let the monkey eat people after he killed them. And uh, he crashed into a, a cave and he lived in the cave with the monkeys and you have to go get his armor. Mm-hmm. And his armor is like got all these monkey accents on it when you fully upgrade it. And it looks really, really cool. Even the, the breastplate is a monkey resting on a branch holding a tanto, a knife. Mm. It's really, really cool. So there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, I say if you're not willing to pay the the full price mm-hmm. for the DLC, wait, but do definitely get it because it really feels the whole game feels well rounded now because you get to tackle Jin's conflicts within himself about his family versus you know um, was it Azuma or Kazuma I forget the the uh, the the Lord his uncle that he that he served. Oh um, man, I, I think it was Kazuma. Sounds right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, it's not his struggles with honor mm-hmm. and it's not his struggles with his, his adoptive uncle. It's his struggles literally with like accepting himself and how he is. And the last cutscene is so gorgeous, especially on the PS five. It's like you're watching a film hmm. and it's really, really cool. And I don't even have the PS five version. I was just like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. So definitely, yeah. Um, I, I got trophies for you know getting all the mythic tales on on Iki Island, um, doing all the Bokuto duels. Oh yeah, there's a Boken uh, Bokuto uh, wooden sword tournament, mm-hmm. and that is really cool because you can't use like any crazy skills, and it's literally just relying on your pure uh, mm-hmm. ability to react. That was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Uh, went back to Hades, and I finally escaped Hades twice in a row somehow. And so I realized that that's where the story thrives. You have these small interactions mm-hmm. at the end of your your um, journey out of Hades, and then you're sent back. I'm not going to explain mm-hmm. why for people that haven't done it yet. Um, but that's where the game lies, is that you're constantly going out, and you're getting little snippets of story, and you're getting little snippets of this, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you have to fight your way back up, and it can get more difficult. It's Hades is just brilliant. Um the, the the depth of everything in this game, the relationships, the fact that you can like romance people that I found out apparently I didn't know you could do that. Hmm. Um, the upgrades to like the hall, like the house of Hades and every all the details you can put in the fact that you can like tinker with like your favorite weapon and find a loadout that you really love. And, and you know, you can even like prefer some Olympic gods over others and, and, and do this. It's just it's so meticulous and it works for pretty much anyone with any kind of gameplay style um that would be willing to try a roguelite so i i love it um but yeah i got i got the trophy for is there no escape question mark um i got back to work which is earning access to the administrative chamber which i first i thought was like oh this is just a room where it just shows me how many times i've died and like what i had and, and you know my loadout and all that stuff but apparently there's more story stuff tied to it later so there's that um, and then, yeah, I, I got blessed by the gods, which is choose a hundred different Olympian boon ef- effects and uh, bloodbound, which is maxing any weapon aspect, um, which took a little bit of time. But yeah, I, I prefer the spear and the gun um, over like the sword and the shield and the, the boxing gloves and stuff like that. But I don't know, maybe I'll upgrade those late, later. Uh, but Hades is still just art. Um, I love it to death. And then, uh, yeah, I got Deathloop. I actually forgot that Deathloop was coming out this month, and it popped up in my mail, and I was like, oh, whoops. And so I opened it up and um, threw it up there. I severely underestimated Deathloop. It's not it's not like perfect, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But for what it does, it does it perfectly, as in, re- in regards to like the time loop mechanics, um, 
the AI can be a little rough sometimes. Sometimes they're they're like really intense, and other times they're not. Which, you know, it, yeah. I, I again, I can't, I can't say like, oh, I would do a better job, or I would know how to fix that, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's I think that's it's like that though for all these arcane type games for Prey and for mm-hmm. Dishonored. I think there's always going to be variant levels of AI, um, but the gunplay is just really super tight. The you get on this island, you you wake up, you have amnesia, really, and you don't understand what's going on, and then you're you know you die, you have a a future version of you or a multiple version of you like save you, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to tell you what's going on, and then he pops up again, and you're like hey it's you, and he's like no 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 it's a different you, and you're like and you're like how many are there, and he's like a thousand I guess I don't know, um, the the dialogue is quirky as hell and I love it. Uh, the other assassin that's trying to kill you the entire time. At one point, she makes fun of your jacket. She's like, you're going to show up again with that stupid jacket of yours, and I'm just going to kill you again. And she cuts off, you know, and you mm-hmm. can't talk to her anymore. And he just goes, man, I like this jacket. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun to Deathloop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, I think I was bored of hearing of it because it was the only thing we were hearing mm-hmm. about. But now that I have it in my hands and I'm playing it, I really like it. And I think it's a ton of fun. So, again, if you're not up for paying for it full price, mm-hmm. wait. If yeah. you want something new and different right now, I would say get it. Um, otherwise, wait till it gets a little bit cheaper. And then definitely, definitely, definitely check out Deathloop. Um, just th- there's so much. You can tackle any of the bosses in any order you want and get information. Mm-hmm. The whole mechanic is getting information about where people are going to be and when they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like that a lot because you can literally just explore. You find little bits of lore. You find audio clips of them arguing and and, and providing this stuff. You find past versions of yourself talking to these characters before you like decided you're going to break the loop. There's just a lot of cool stuff in there. And uh, yeah, I just I ended up liking Deathloop way more than I predicted. The trophies are going to be a bit of a pain in the butt for me because I have to do like a run where I don't kill any of the underlings. I kill only the, the overlord type folks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a run I got to do where um, I think I have to do a run without killing anyone or something like that. Uh, there's, there's a lot of runs that I have to do. Mm-hmm. So I literally have to complete the whole game again and again and again. Um, so that will be a little rough, but other than that, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. I've gotten trophies for, you know, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think here. I survived a whole day without dying. Um, you can die up to two times, and then yeah. your whole loop is reset. Um, I killed uh, someone that was invading my game as uh, Juliana, the other the other assassin. I killed someone like that. Uh, yeah, and other than that, I haven't gotten too, too far into it. I've only put in about four or five hours, maybe total, but I, I love it. It's a really fun game, so definitely check Deathloop out. And while we're at it, thank you for checking us out. See, hey, thanks. Do, you, do you like that transition? That was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you again for checking out Platcast. As always, we appreciate your support and your listenership. Uh, you know, do the usual, guys. Uh, talk about the show. Tweet the tweets. You know, uh, go run in the streets and tell people about Platcast. Like, uh, like in um, Willy Wonka. Like in Willy Wonka. Do that. Yeah. This podcast is your golden ticket this to is... PlayStation News. Run home, Charlie. Run home. <laughs> tell no. Tell everyone though. Tell everyone. Tell everyone, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, do that, and uh, of course, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash platcast, where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month, and uh, I think that's about it. Dylan, you got anything you want to say to folks before we head out? Hey, go get vaccinated. Please. It's, it's Yeah, please. Uh, a couple members of my family were not vaccinated, and one is currently in ICU dealing with that, so yep. yeah, go get vaccinated. Please, so we can get back to whatever yep. is normal at this point, because I frankly don't even remember anymore. Yep. Uh, and I would also like to be able to teach without a mask on because I sweat like crazy. It's, it, it's everyone else's fault that I sweat mm-hmm. like crazy at work. It's not my fault. God, teaching in a mask is so fucking rough though because I'm just sweating like nuts, dude. My pits look like they pissed themselves after one class. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Well, cool. Y'all take care of yourselves, please. Um, you know, be safe. Uh, please do get vaccinated. And again, if you're feeling bad, you're having a down week or whatever, you know, get on the Discord. Talk to us on the Discord or over on Twitter or whatever. Uh, if not me or Dylan, one of our other lovely mm-hmm. pay, you know, folks here will will talk to you. Like, we have just an awesome community, and, and I'm very proud of them all. So, 
Uh, except Boston George. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> except CJ. No, no, no. Slugger Seven. No. Who? Who's? Who's on the shit list right now? Who should be on the shit list? Nobody. Nobody. No beautiful little angel. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Except you. You know what you did. Yeah. Did you say? You? Oh, you said you. I thought yeah. you said Yuna. I was like, no. Yuna's awesome. Don't no, be. Don't said, be said you. Yuna. Yeah. Except you. You listening? You know what you did. You know what you did. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. You nasty. Played video games. You nasty. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that'll do it then so till next time folks please 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 keep on that sweet sweet ding ding and we will see y'all later bye-bye bye-bye Podcast is a fan-supported podcast, and without the help of our Platinum founder and gold-tier members, the show could not go on. So we would like to take the time to thank Adam Danielson, Adam Thornson, Afraid of the Folly, Amanda, Anthony, Callum, Diego, Exio, Frozen Antifreeze, Gareth, George, JV, K, Lazy Win, Nico Martinez, Rob Stevens, Ryan, Siegel, Slugger7, Spacey Dweeb, Stefan, and my lovely wife, Erin, for their contributions that help keep the mics on. If you'd like to help support the show in a meaningful way, shape future content into things you'd like to see or hear, have special Discord titles on our server, or have your name read at the end of every episode like these fine folks, then head on over to patreon.com slash platcast and choose a reward tier that is suitable to your budget. Thanks, and as always, keep hunting that sweet, sweet ding. If he did hurt himself saying that. <laughs> I live in a ninninninic. He's dead. They never found Nemo. She wasn't lost at that point. I mean, he would have drifted away. <laughs> Still would have been lost. The teacher been like, "Well, no use to waste his free meal." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, do you think the stingray would have eaten Nemo? Yeah, <laughs> it's a fishy fish world out there. I don't think the stingray would have eaten Nemo. That's not what. Okay. <laughs> If you place last in my class this year, you get eaten. Oh, my God. Uh, that's funny. I'm not joking. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dylan. Shit. You place last in this class. I'll go against my biology and eat all of you. Nom, 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 nom. Even those stingrays just eat little things. Nemo is a little thing. Oh, my They're God. They're children. But he wasn't like a little, little thing. He was like a, you know what? Never mind. I, I, I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> Whether or not the damn <laughs> teacher reminding Nemo would eat Nemo. Okay, now I just gotta know. Do Stingray eat clownfish? Oh no. What? Clownfish have many threats of being in the ocean. Most of it are that it get eaten by different species of marine life, such as octopus, larger fish, stingrays, <laughs> reef sharks, and other reef dwellers. <laughs> Get Son eat. of a bitch! Nemo gonna get eat. Oh my god, he would have—he would have just carnally oh. devoured Nemo. Oh, this changes everything.